Hello everyone and Namaskar. The discourse of today is titled Safeguards Against the Defects of Jnana and Karma and there is no date or place given. Jnana, Karma and Bhakti are essential for the attainment of Paramaparusha, the cherished goal of life. It is through Jnana and Karma that Bhakti is aroused and it is Bhakti that leads human beings to the supreme bliss. While Bhakti is free from any defect, Jnana and karma may create certain shortcomings. The acquisition of jnana often results in making a person alasa, lazy, and ahamkari, proud, while karma has a possibility of making a person proud. Unless a spiritual aspirant is able to get rid of these defects, the aspirant cannot be established in kevala bhakti, non-attributional devotion, which is absolutely essential for the attainment of paramapurusha. The wise will therefore adopt such a conduct as to save themselves from the evil effects of jnana and karma. In order for sadhakas to save themselves from the evil effects of jnana, they must learn how to get rid of those effects, and thus preclude the possibility of allowing their jnana to be converted into bandhya jnana, sterile knowledge, which is so much in evidence among the intellectuals of today. This bandhya jnana, instead of being a source of inspiration to march on the path of progress, leads humans or society to utter destruction and decay. It has been observed that those engaged in the acquisition of jnana lose touch with practicality. Their constant preoccupation with books makes them lazy and lethargic, and they become shy of work, and this eventually leads to their downfall. The golden rule for getting rid of one's defects is that one should first create opposite feelings and ideas in the mind and then bring them into execution. In order to avoid laziness, therefore, one will have to work hard. Work is the manifestation of the supreme entity, so everyone will have to work, and work in greater and greater measure. Karma Brahmeti, Karma Bahu Kurvita. Work is Brahma, therefore work more and more. Work here does not mean just any engagement of the faculties, which yields no result. Work is work only when it is directed towards collective welfare. It is of utmost importance that everyone engage himself or herself in materializing the plan for collective welfare. That alone will save him or her from the evil of laziness and lethargy. Ahankara The ahankara pride that creeps into a person due to the acquisition of jnana has very serious repercussions in human life. It can lead to the complete downfall of the individual. Ahankara falls into three basic types, and each of these types brings disastrous results. Abhimanang, Surapanang, Garobang, Rarobang, Drubam, Pratishta, Shikarivishta, Trayang, Tyaktwa, Haring, Bajet. Abhimana is like Surapana, Gaurabha leads to Rarobha, and Pratishta is like Shukarivishta. An inflated ego is like drinking wine. Self-aggrandizement leads one into the deepest hell, and social status is like the excrement of a pig. Give up all three of these and only sing the glories of the Lord. The first type of ahankara is called abhimanam, which means that a person thinks that he or she deserves more than what he or she is getting, and consequently develops an overbearing attitude towards everyone. Abhimana has been compared with drinking, 
Anyone who indulges in it loses his or her discrimination, judgment, just as a drunkard does. A human is different from an animal only because he or she possesses vivek, faculty of discrimination, and buddhi, intellect. And just as a drunkard gradually loses these priceless faculties, and abhimani also becomes bereft of them. Since the loss of the rational faculty goes against cardinal human virtues, drinking is a papa, sin. Similarly, abhimana is a papa and leads to the downfall of the individual. Gaurava is a second type of ahankara. It means self-aggrandizement. Puffed up with vanity, a person will want to project his or her image in an exaggerated manner. Often we hear somebody say, for example, that they have a rose the size of a balloon in their garden, whereas actually the rose may be the size of a ping-pong ball. Constant indulgence in this type of activity converts the mind into matter. We have seen bulls moving about in the streets with an air of arrogance. Such a bull creates a sound expressing the idea that it is big, hangbara. But when the bull dies, and tant, vina string, is made out of his intestines, and musicians start playing on it, the sound which is then emitted expresses the idea of tunbara, meaning thereby that the bull realizes that others are big and realizes that he has arrived at this condition because of his arrogance. In fact, the inculcation of Garaba leads one to the worst hell. Just as there are six layers or lokas of the cosmic mind above the crude world, so are there six types of hell, six narakas below the physical world. The names of these hells are Tala, Atala, Tala, Tala, Patala, Atipatala, and Rasatala. Another term for Rasatala is Raroba Naraka, and a person indulging in Garoba will certainly go to Raroba. It must, however, be remembered that all these hells or Narakas are not actually to be found below this earth. These various Narakas denote the mental and physical states of human beings. A person whose mind has been converted into matter like that of a stone is really not worthy to be called a human being, because he or she has lost the mental qualities of a human being. A person of this type is said to be living in Naraka. This point has been clarified in Ananda Sutram by the author, 1962. Na svargo na There is no heaven and no hell. The third type of ahankara is a desire for pratishta the desire to make oneself known. A person influenced by the desire for pratishta expects respect from everyone and hankers after name and fame. This mental state can be easily compared with the mental condition of a beggar. The beggar asks for money from others, while the person craving for prestige begs others to give him or her respect. The person desires something that is really meaningless and possesses no value something that has been fitly compared to the excrement of a pig. Curing these defects, after having analyzed the various types of ahankara and their evil effects, we need to examine the ways and means of getting rid of these defects. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has offered a psychological method to save oneself from the malady of ahankara. Ahankara is really a mental ailment, and a person suffering from this disease requires psychological treatment. The following shloka summarizes the line of treatment suggested by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Trina dapi suni chena taro riva sahijnuna amaninang manadeyang 
Kirtaniya Sadahari. You must be more humble than the grass and more tolerant than the trees. You must give respect to those whom no one respects and always do kirtana to the Lord. In order to get rid of avimana, one will have to cultivate the habit of being polite and humble. Just as a blade of grass may lie on the ground underfoot, but does not, through its remaining humble, lose its importance. So a person will never become insignificant for being humble. Humility such as that of the blade of grass can alone save a person from abhimana. Forbearance and tolerance like that of a tree, which even while being cut, continues to give its cool shade, are also necessary in order to keep away from abhimana. A person who is always engaged in the thought of his or her pratishta must learn how to care about the respect and prestige of others. Such a person must never forget that respect begets respect, and that he or she should always honor those who are not honored by anyone. A constant practice of this type will remove the evil effects of the desire for pratishta. One easy way to do this is that you always do namaskar first and do not create a situation in which you may have to do prati namaskar. And finally, a person who moves about puffed up with vanity and arrogance and is always engaged in gauroba, self-aggrandizement, will be able to improve only by utilizing his or her time in kirtana. If a person keeps himself or herself engaged in kirtana, that person will not have time to criticize and slander anyone in order to project his or her own image by comparison and contrast. So it is a must for such a person to do a lot of kirtana, so that the person does not get time to indulge in the despicable activity of paraninda, slandering. Therefore, spiritual aspirants who have set their eyes on Paramapurusha as their goal must always strive to get rid of alasya, lethargy, and ahankara, and gain the full benefits of jnana and karma, so as to arouse and enliven bhakti, which is the only road to the journey's end. The person will have to engage himself or herself in work for the collective welfare, will have to cultivate the qualities of humility, forbearance, and tolerance, will have to learn to honor those who are honored by none, and will have to participate in and organize kirtanas. Thank you.